0: Hello wonderful third culture kids um do you know, I love saying that at the beginning of, of these episodes. Um, it feels really affirming um, that A, I get to talk to other TCKs in this way and B, I get to tell you you're all wonderful. Um, I'm not sure if we hear that enough in our lives. So, in case you were wondering, you are. Um, today I want to talk about feeling good about life. Um <laughs> How is this a TCK thing? This feels like a TCK thing because I've noticed that um, for a lot of us... Sorry, I think that was my tummy rumbling. <laughs> it must be nearly early lunchtime. Um, for a lot of us, feeling good about things or feeling like things are stable, successful, going well... I've noticed that this can be a bit of a flashpoint for us, Um, certainly can be for me, and it has been for a number, again not all, we are people and individuals before we are TCKs, but this does seem to be something that a few of us share, um, that actually our comfort zone can often be the things being hard. Now, I don't mean that we are choosing discomfort. I don't mean that we are choosing the problems. You know, I'm not meaning this in a deterministic way, but in the sense that it's more familiar. That sometimes um, the struggle, the challenge can feel more familiar than things being easy or straightforward or simply tripping along the path we've laid out for it. Um, And it's certainly the case that for a lot of us, we might have been raised with certain family values around, um, you know, as non-TCKs are too at times, that if you're not um, struggling, you're not working hard enough. So there can be this kind of inbuilt... Um, framework that mm, attaches a moral value to struggle and without that we might observe ourselves as lazy or not not working but it's less that that I'm thinking about and more the fact that so many of us grow up with so many pieces to Unravel problems to solve, things to adapt to, risks to mitigate. That actually, that of course, that becomes the familiar, of course, that becomes the kind of norm where it's not only actually the norm, is it? It's often what makes us interesting. (laughs) It's what move are we doing next? Which holiday are we taking? next as a family or um, what school are we adapting to now or um, what language are we learning there are these kinds of um, experiences that that as part of our story and as part of our narrative make us feel interesting and this can be really nurtured in our family systems where perhaps our parents feel like the most interesting of their siblings um, or Perhaps it was frustration with what they perceived as a sort of sedentary, pedestrian kind of normal way of living back in their passport country that they swapped up for actually having a more exciting, dynamic, um, stimulating life abroad. Perhaps that was not framed as excitement even. Um, Certain... Um, occupations I'm thinking military and mili- uh, military and missionary particularly might frame it as meaningfulness, um, a life of purpose so we can end up with really strong associations about movement, change, challenge as being not only just familiar but what makes life worth living what makes us interesting. And then at some point a lot of us find ourselves for at least a chapter of our lives working on settledness or stability and at the same time, (laughs) my stomach is very vocal today, Um, at the same time as we are celebrating perhaps or noticing these these kind of wins that we have set up a home and maintained a community of friends got some kind of routine in place for ourselves this is often the point i witness guilt or anxiety creeping in where there's a distinct discomfort with the sameness um I'll sometimes talk about this, and I think I've blogged about it before, about sort of the threat of the mundane for, for TCKs. And and it, it is, it can feel like we're doing something horribly wrong. Something almost unnatural. Um, if we aren't struggling, what on earth is the point of us anymore? Kind of that kind of feeling. Um, if we're not fighting to Create safety for ourselves or for others, um, then what are we doing? The kind of the threat of this unending sameness stretching out before us can be really, really oppressive. And I've witnessed this to a certain extent with relationships as well. That that a lot of us are drawn to very deep connections. perhaps quite close um, connections. And I'm thinking about um, the book, I think it's called Inside the Fortress um, by Mary Warch. She writes about military TCKs and she's doing it sort of in the 80s. So, you know, there's a historical context here as well, of course. But she made the observation that I've not seen made elsewhere, especially, um, although I think Tanya Crossman's Misunderstood refers to the phenomena as well, where as TCKs we can learn to exchange quite deep intimacies as a form of creating connections quite quickly. So Mary would talk about this as quite transactional, as a way of, I'll tell you a thing, now you tell me a thing, now we're bonded. And this can become very, it's a very useful strategy and it's for the TCK often quite low risk because if we're not going to be around for very long, we don't actually have to bear the consequences of people knowing that much about us um, for very long. But it also can become quite habit, um, a habit as well in the sense that We start to associate meaningful relationships with the depth of, um, you could call it collaborative problem solving, I suppose. I'll bring my challenges, you bring your challenges and we'll support each other through them, which works great while you both have challenges. The minute everything starts going well, you might suddenly find yourself bored of your friendship or pulling away slightly or feeling like you don't know what to talk about anymore or simply feeling like the relationship suddenly got more shallow and less intimate and i suppose i'm hypothesizing that for tck's there's there's a there's a sense in this because challenge and depth and intensity i suppose you could say as well have been such hallmarks of our existence that the easy, lighter automation of life um, can feel remarkably bizarre. However, while this can make us extraordinarily talented at dealing with hard things, and that is in itself a wonderful thing, it can also lock us into a life where we don't quite achieve the peace and serenity that maybe we are also wanting. And I hear this a lot in my work with TCKs where people feel this internal tension where they want the excitement of their life and they feel the loss perhaps if, if travel has slowed down or, or or change is slowed down. But at the same time, there's this longing for peace. And yet when peace beckons, it's really hard to hang on to. Really, really hard to hang on to. And I think for a lot of us, when, when I actually ask people, well, what does stability, settledness, safety, what does um, safe, what does a good life look like to you? There can be a certain lack of enthusiasm, shall we say, about the life they end up describing. They'll talk about what feels peaceful and there will be a sense of longing. And when I ask about, so what does that mean your days are going to look like? There's this kind of dread that sets in. When we get down to the nitty gritty of daily life, just doing the things, maintaining a life we have created, We can get an ick. We can get a real aversion, actually. And some of this is because we have developed or perhaps been encouraged to develop an aversion to anything associated with normalcy. Normal people, settled people, people who stay. If we have grown up desperately not wanting to be one of them we're not going to become one of them. We're going to have an inbuilt block to making choices about our lives that would take us towards being one of them. It, it comes down to identity, right? I remember when normal was an insult and I still flinch at the word. But when I actually unpick what could be gained by normal it all gets very challenging i might want a garden that looks thriving and happy and um, well thought out and attended to but the reality is i need to be around for enough weekends to tend the valley thing which means a certain amount of staying And I could use that garden piece as a metaphor for so many things, right? Relationships, friendships, career, family. There's a lot involved in the good life that we perhaps are looking towards. And so I suppose this is my invitation to you today, as it is to me, (laughs) is... How will you know when the story that you want to have is happening? How will you recognize that you are living it? And I think that's a harder question than I'm suggesting. So if I think about my desires to let's let's choose an easy one. My desire to um speak my mother tongue again right okay i lied i didn't pick an easy one that's a really really hard one but here i am doing hard things in front of you let's say i uh, i know that i am living my story my way when i am feeling more competent in hausa that's already vague and i should define it more more competent means i can speak conversational hausa there we go i got precise How will I know when that story is happening? I will be putting time aside regularly, multiple times a week to practice conversational Hausa. And realistically, I need to be finding somebody to speak it with. That's suddenly a massive time commitment that if I'm honest I'm not sure I'm ready to give. So I've identified my internal tension. (laughs) My ideal life might involve a re-engagement with something that really matters to me, something that would offer me quite a lot of settledness and connection to my TCK self. But I'm going to have to be settled in a routine to get it. That's a lot. And and I can feel myself recoil from the cost that that could incur. What are those things for you? How will you know that you're doing the thing? It's easy to want more for ourselves. It could be hard to recognize when that is happening. We can live with a kind of studied discontent or eye on the next challenge. The other piece of this, of course, is how will you celebrate when you're doing it? One of the things that I've set out to try and do more of and get better at is play my guitar. I've been doing that. I've some. Switch Switches flicked and I've been able to several times a week sit down and play and sing and I can see myself improve I'm not great yet, and I'm not getting on any stage anytime soon But I'm improving. I am a guitar player However am I allowing myself to celebrate that or am I continuing to see it as an un- incomplete identity? It's so habitual to to hold these these identities just slightly out of reach you know it's that kind of that that old cartoon idea of you 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 dangle a carrot on a fishing pole just beyond the donkey's head so that no matter how far forward the donkey walks the carrot is always slightly out of reach and I think a lot of us can do that with ourselves where feeling good about life can feel so unfamiliar and so bizarre that we keep it just out of reach and we don't allow ourselves to really notice and celebrate when we've arrived, when we're doing it, we're doing the thing. In fact, it's very tempting for me now that I've observed that I can play the guitar regularly, and I can fold that into my routine to um, stop (laughs) and pick up something else, because now it's a routine, now it's regular, now it's a thing. The final piece of this that I want to just flag up, I suppose, is that sometimes noticing, and this is one of the barriers to noticing, But noticing that we have achieved it, we've got our good story, is guilt. A lot of us grow up highly aware of the disparity of people's life experiences. We have a global sense of poverty, of inequality, of injustice, typically, right? And so really sitting and kind of... Bathing in the goodness of our own experience can feel awful. It can come with a huge amount of guilt, sometimes that can even tip into shame, especially if the goodness is unfamiliar. So we can already be carrying this idea about ourselves, this character that we hold within our story that we don't get good things and then suddenly we get it and now we're doing our character wrong because we're supposed to be one of the ones that struggles. It's a massive transition to allow ourselves within our stories to transition our character into somebody who gets the good things they wanted and then gets to maintain the good things they wanted. So if you're struggling with this, you're not alone. You're really not alone because I see so many of us struggling with this. It's hard for us to identify what our good life is perhaps. It's hard for us to reconcile that arrival point with the mechanics of it, what's going to be involved in the maintenance of that. And then it can be hard for us to live with because of the guilt of it. I just want to put in one final piece here about guilt and maybe it deserves more space, but as I've raised it, I will. There's a really useful distinction that I've come across, and I wish... I'll see if I can try and find exactly where it's from to cite it properly. But it's this idea that guilt, at its most functional, is when it's a signal to ourselves that we have breached our own values. What we often feel, however, is not guilt. And not guilt is when we have a feeling of discomfort when we have breached somebody else's values. And I think for TCKs, actually, this is really, really important because a lot of us grew up so highly attuned to trying to figure out what other people's values were so we could properly adapt to them that it became very important for us to register discomfort if we did it wrong, right? We needed to be able to correct for safety. that does make us highly vulnerable to interpreting not-guilt feelings, breaching somebody else's values or expectations for us, as guilt feelings, where we've actually let ourselves down in some way. They're very different issues, and very often the not-guilt ones don't require us to do anything but bear it and wait for it to pass, because we're not ultimately responsible for other people's values thank you for listening thank you for the daily opportunities i get to spend with you and learn continue to learn about the impacts of a third culture kid life on our identity on our belonging how we relate to the world around us I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Take care of you.